guys, welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Scrum Master Podcast. My name is Yinka and I remain your online agile coach. Now in today's episode, I want to address one of the biggest problems the Scrum teams face. And this is the problem of spillover user stories, otherwise called carryover user stories. I bet that if you're working Scrum Master, you've probably faced this problem or you're currently facing this problem. So what I'd like us to do in today's episode is to address this problem and figure out how to overcome the problem so that we can improve our Scrum team's effectiveness. Now, one of the obvious reasons why we always have speed over user stories is due to poor planning. If you don't plan very well, guess what? You're never going to achieve your goal. So it's very important that we pay attention to how we plan. And this has to do with spring planning, okay? So if you're using the Scrum framework, spring planning is where we lay out the work for the sprints. This is a very important meeting. This is a meeting where everyone who is doing the work and the product owner comes together to be able to get clarity into the work that needs to be done. So the product owner comes to the team and says, this is my next set of priorities. It is very important that the team has a clear understanding of what those priorities are. It's very important that they understand the sprint goal because if you don't have clarity, guess what? You're not going to achieve your goal because you do not know what you do not know. So it's very important that we spend the time understanding exactly what needs to be done. So as a team, it's important for you to gain clarity, ask all of the questions, ensure that you have everything that you need to be able to turn those backlog items into an increment. Now, there are three things I want you to always put into consideration as you plan for your sprints. The very first thing is understanding the sprint goal. Ensure that the team has a clear understanding of what needs to be done and ensure that they are confident about getting that work done. Once you are confident that the team has clarity into what needs to be done, the next thing that you want to put into consideration is the capacity of the team. It's one thing to know what needs to be done. It's another thing to understand whether we actually even have the bandwidth to get it done. So as a scrum team, do we have everyone working the sprint? Do we have anybody going on vacation? Do we have any public holidays that we need to observe? All of those things would affect the output of the sprint. And so it's important that while you are planning, put into consideration the capacity of the team so that we can plan work based on the current capacity. Now, another thing that you want to put into consideration is the velocity of the team. Now, this is the speed at which the team moves. Now, it's one thing for us to have a clear understanding of what needs to be done. It's another thing for us to know the people who are available to do the work. Now, we've got to understand how fast do we move? which means can we even complete this task before us? Some goal might be too big and some goal might be just right. We have to ensure that the sprint goal is just right. It fits the cadence that the team is working with. So if you're running a one-week sprint, we have to ensure that our goal is something that can be accomplished within a week, giving into consideration the fact that these are the number of people that are available to do the work. 
these three things matter. And so if you've been running and planning your sprint with your team and you've not been putting into consideration these three areas, think about it. And this might just be the root cause to some of the problems that you are facing, which might then increase your chances of completing the work that the team commits to. Now, another reason why there's a lot of speed over user stories is poor workflow management. We have a scrum board or a Kanban board that many teams use depending on the agile framework they're using. And it's very important for us to manage our workflow. It's very important for us to ensure that our workflow represents how we truly work. So I know that many times we always have, you know, to do and progress done. Many times the problem is always how long the item stays in progress. Is it truly in progress? The fact that something is in progress, how true of the situation, how true of a fact is it that is truly in progress? Are you blocked and you still have that in progress, right? So it's important that we're managing the workflow because the more we improve the way we manage our workflow, the quicker we can get on top of those problems and face it if we have any type of impediments. So let's ensure that if you know we have a workflow and we notice that there is no movements then we have to address it and look for how to optimize our workflow to help us improve our chances of completing the work that we commit to. So one of the things that you can do as a Scrum team is to make sure that your workflow truly represents the way your team works. What are the several steps in the process that your team goes through from start to finish? Let that be replicated on their Scrum board or their Kanban board so that we have true visibility into the current state of where work is and we can isolate any impediments that we may have, which then helps us to go resolve it. So it's very important that we manage that workflow. So as a Scrum Master, this is your responsibility. When you join the call, when the team is having their daily Scrum and they're discussing their progress, look at that board, look for the gaps, look for the bottlenecks. Why are the stories staying stagnant in this particular workflow for the last couple of days? What can we do differently? Ask these questions and the team would answer you and then you'll be able to use the information to optimize the way that they work. Now, another reason why there is usually spillover user stories is poor estimation. Many times, Scrum teams do not know how to estimate. Now, I get it. An estimate is an estimate, and we can never get it right 100% of the time. But there is a way that we can estimate that improves our chances of getting close to the absolute, right? So let's assume that we have a user story to maybe build a homepage. Based on all of the things that we need to do, putting into consideration the complexity of that homepage you're building, putting into consideration the risk and the amount of work that needs to be done, base your estimate on that. Many times when we're estimating, many Scrum teams only consider the amount of work it would take. They leave out the complexity of the work. They leave out some of the risk in the work. And that is why they come up with poor estimates that affects the actual work. And before we know it, we're like, oh, this story should be done within this one-week time frame, and we did not even get it done. And that's because we did not estimate the task properly. So if you notice that your team, you know, many times when they put an estimate to a task, many times maybe that 
story is usually bigger than the estimated gift to it, then it's time for you to bring them back to a workshop where they learn how to estimate and they learn some of the factors that they have to put into consideration when they are estimating. Now, I get it that estimating can be odd for many teams, especially when they're new to Agile, they're trying to equate, you know, the estimate and the story points to time. That is just one factor. So even if you want to estimate in days, still consider the risk involved. What do I need to do to be able to complete this task? What are all the things I need to consider? Let that inform your decision before you even actually come up with the day if you decide to estimate in days. But if you're using story points, let all of those factors also help you determine the story point size that you're going to give to that story. And like I said, it's an estimate. Sometimes we might not get it right, but we have to keep trying. And the more we try, the better we get at these things. And then we'll be able to know that clearly, this is not a three. Clearly, this is not a five. And as we work, you know, with this backlog items, we get more information on the task that we're working on. And then we improve our chances of estimating better. So ensure that you come up with a workshop with your team so they are able to understand what estimation is, how to estimate, how to assign those Fibonacci numbers or story points to their task and the things that they have to put into consideration before they come up with that number. Now, another reason why many times Scrum teams do not complete the work that they committed to is poor time management from the developers. Now, it's very important that the teams also understand time management because even in our personal life, sometimes we have tasks and we know fully well that we can get these things done in a day, but we are just, you know, lazing around, doing other things. And before we know it, the entire day is done. We have to be realistic with ourselves. These things happen to even the best of us. So as a scrum master, you have to ensure that your team understands time management. If we commit to work, it's important that we complete that work. What is preventing you from completing that work? We need to understand because we need to hold ourselves accountable. Remember, we're working for an organization, we're being paid. And also these organizations have commitments that they've also made. They have return on investment that they have to claim. It's a whole big factor that we have to put into consideration. Money is being spent by the minute, by the hour, and by the day. And it's important for even the development team to understand how their work affects the overall organization at large, how it affects finances. So the team has to step up their game where needed to manage their time even better. So it's not okay for the team to just say, oh, I thought I was going to get it done and I didn't get it done. Why? You have to be firm to understand the reason so that we can solve this problem so that this problem does not happen again. So it's one thing for us to just have a task, but we also have to hold ourselves as responsible individuals who have a task to fulfill and it's our responsibility to manage our time effectively. We can't while away time doing other things and expect to get work done at the end of the day. It's important that we tell ourselves the truth. So please coach your team, let them understand how to manage their time. Let them understand how to speak up if there is an issue. Let them understand how to get to the root course of this issue so that we can remove whatever impediments that we have so that they can complete whatever they commit to. Time management is crucial for team members. If we don't manage our time, 
We're never going to get anything done. So outside of all of this estimation, better planning, and all of these other things, it's important for the team members themselves to understand how to better manage their time. Now, another reason why many times some scrum teams do not complete their work is because they're not focused. And now this is also a factor of better time management. One of the scrum values is focus. We've got to focus on the work at hand. So you can't have a spring goal that you've committed to, and then you're spending time doing other things that are not directly related to the spring goal. You have to coach your team to understand the importance of being focused. That is one of the values in Scrum. It is important. If we say we're going to get this done, then we have committed to this work. As a team, we have to work together to get this done. It's teamwork. It's all or nothing. So your team has to understand the importance of working together. They have to understand the importance of being focused, doing exactly what they need to do at the right time so that they can achieve the right results, okay? If your product owner is also somebody who is distracting the team by pulling in extra work after commitments have been made, then you also need to coach your product owner to understand the importance of focus. Because every time we commit to something, we've also committed to the organization, which means that the organization may have also committed to their own stakeholders and their customers that something will get done. And if we're not focused, then we're never going to get it done. And work is just going to keep spilling over and over and over. Before you know it, the whole quarter is over. Nothing is getting done. Meanwhile, money is being spent on a daily basis. So it's very important that all of us step up our game and we contribute to smashing our spring goals. Now, another extra factor that I'd like to include into this discussion is also knowing and making your team understand teamwork. Now, I get it that everyone on the team has different skill sets, right? So we have the developers, we have UI, we have, you know, the testers, depending on the type of scrum team that you have. We have to ensure that we work on our team being cross-functional. This is one of the factors that is affecting scrum teams today. We have to be T-shaped individuals where you're an expert at developing, but you started learning how to test. You're an expert at testing, but you're still learning UI. You're an expert at one thing, but you're still learning something else that your team member is highly skilled in. This is how you become a T-shaped individual, and this is how you build a cross-functional team. Now, guess what? When you truly have a cross-functional team, they will truly work together to get the work done. It will not be the fact that, oh, development got work done, but testing didn't get work done. When development got work done, what stops development from supporting the testers for getting this work done? We have to truly embrace teamwork. It's not just teamwork on paper. We have to really show that we are a team. Now, this is going to take time, but working with your team, letting them understand the importance of self-management and cross-functionality would eventually help you get there. Nothing stops you from having you know, bi-weekly workshops, whether I'll be a member of the team that will spend time explaining to other team members certain skill sets that are needed for us to work on the team. Nothing stops that from happening. So every month, every two weeks, depending on the time frame that the team allows and what they have time for, you can set up these workshops. 
You can set up those launch and learns where they could just learn and have a deep understanding of what member of your team is doing if that member is the only person that has that skill set. So that even if that team member is off, guess what? Somebody else on the team could try. And that's how they get better. And guess what? At the end of the day, whatever you learn stays with you. So even after when you leave the organization, guess what? You have learned that other skill set free of charge that you can take to another organization and get a higher pay for it. So it's a win-win for everyone. As a scrum master, you have to always think of long-term. Always think about the organization. Always think about your team. Always think about the customer. That is what is really important. And at the end of the day, all the products that we're building is for a particular customer. And our highest priority should always be to satisfy the customer. So when we're spilling work over and over again, guess what? We are not satisfying the customer. And many times we might not even know the impact of the way we work because we don't have an actual customer who comes to us and says, where is my piece of work? But if we truly have a customer coming to us every two weeks to say, you said you're going to do this. Why didn't you get it done? Everybody will step your game. So whether we have a customer who actually does that, we have to build that mindset and always be prepared to present something, an increment to our stakeholders, to our product owner every two weeks, every week, every month to be able to say, this is what we accomplished. What is your feedback? What can we do differently? Are we on track? You have to build your team to have that mindset. That is how you build a high-performing team. Now, one thing I like to leave with you is this. It is almost impossible for you to scrap spill over. There will be times where genuinely they tried all they could and they truly could not finish the task, and that is okay. What we're trying to prevent is consistency in spilling over work time and time again, where it becomes the norm. That is a bad practice and that is what we're trying to curb. And hopefully with all of these points that I've shared, you now have the skills, the knowledge and the information to go help your team and help them succeed. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I am always excited to create these videos. I'm always happy that you get to watch these videos. Remember that if you are an aspiring Scrum Master and you're trying to learn all of these things that will help you land your dream job, my next group coaching program starts in the month of August, precisely August 16th. So enrollment is now open. Feel free to sign up and get ready to land your dream job with me. And if you are a working Scrum Master and you're looking for a place to grow your skills, to expand your knowledge, and you know, just become exceptional, I would like to invite you to the Inner Circle Agile community. This is a membership community where we learn every day. We run Agile every day. We grow every day and we are truly exceptional. And this is a wonderful place that I would like you to join. And even if you're aspiring, you can still join us because every day we have different things that will help you learn. We have Scrum events that we run where you can practice and become much better. And then we have our hot seats where you get to sit and you get to go through a mock interview that preps you for a live interview. So if you're interested in joining this community, then the link will be in the description below. And if you do not have any formal training and you like to be groomed and mentored in all things Agile, then I'd like to advise you to join my next group coaching program. Thank you all so much. The description will be in the link below and I'll catch you in my next episode. Bye for now.